We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 34 of Gaming with the Moms. I am Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a very much three-year-old this <laughs> week. I am joined by fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hi, everybody. And I forgot to come up with names for you guys again. The lovely and talented Simone de Rochefort <laughs> and Courtney Holmes. Did you come up with like a semi-permanent one for me a couple weeks ago? That oh, you really like a good? garbage disposal, right? Oh, you right. Garbage disposal, yeah. No, I think it was Adorable Assassin was the one Which that I really Which is still liked. true. Or Office Raccoon. I like that, too. Because <laughs> you eat out of the trash. <laughs> again, it was only a week ago that we discussed this. Must we remind people? <laughs> Yes, again and again and again. <laughs> you, you should stop stop uh, doing these things no. and make it so easy to make fun of you. I refuse. I want to be well fed. <laughs> God. You have to choose between the two, I guess. Being well fed and mocked is better than being hungry and respected. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of being well fed... Everybody out there can call me a terrible mom. But I took my daughter to McDonald's yesterday because we were really busy and we went through the drive-thru and ordered a Happy Meal for her, obviously. And they're always like, boy or girl, which is a huge pet peeve of mine to begin with. And so I asked them, what are the toys? And they're like, Pokemon and Build-A-Bear. And I was just thinking, like, <laughs> why are these two split apart into boy or girl? Like, Here, have two gender-neutral properties. Exactly. It's, it's so ridiculous. It is. And Pokemon, like, the the one of the biggest kids' franchises of all time. Why would you – I assume it was classified as a boy toy. Yes. Boy toy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, it was the boys' uh, version of the Happy Meal toy. My kind but of toy. what was worse than that is that there's a – Simone just – I'm just yeah. going to ignore that. Uh, Please do. <laughs> what was worse than that is there's this McDonald's app – that you can download and you can scan your toy by taking a picture of it and then it will unlock a game. I spent like half an hour trying to get that thing to work. My husband spent half an hour trying to get that thing to work. We could not. We could not. Like it's like you pick the toy that you have and it's got the little shape outline on the screen and it was like perfectly lined up and I was just like – I don't know. I don't know what's so going on So worse than gender essentialism is the yes. app that doesn't work. Yes. Uh, McDonald's makes money off of children's tears, uh, <laughs> of which there were a lot flowing after oh, we no. she realized that we were not going to have this app. Oh, no. And Isaac was getting ready to delete it. And that's when the tantrum started. It's like, no, delete it. No, no, no. I don't want it to go in the garbage. And we're trying to explain <laughs> her, like, there's nothing you can do with it. So there's no reason – to keep it on the iPad. But yeah, that was that was one of the tantrums this week. Another. Lesson learned. Don't tell children about McDonald's apps before exactly. you confirm that they work. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know. said the app had like a bunch of one-star reviews. Yes. Uh, I didn't read was them. Was that because it was – okay. Yeah. But my husband, after having it not work for him, looked it up on the app store. It was like, hey, wow, look at all these one-star reviews. <laughs> Coincidence? Yes. Yeah. So mm. – um, so, yeah, the other tantrum earlier in the week was because she didn't get to pick her own socks before we went out to dinner. That's rough. Oh. Mm. Yeah. You know, socks matter, you know. 
They do. I'm glad she's so conscious that the foot is the most important important part of the body. Yes. <laughs> important port. <laughs> yes. What's happening with my mouth? <laughs> yeah, but she's doing the thing now where she's screaming and jumping at the same time. Oh, wow. Which is... It's complex motor functions, you know. <laughs> That's right. She's yeah. coordinating. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> it's not really great, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I can say that because I don't have a three-year-old anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So enough about my daughter. Let's talk about some news. But this is kind of speaking of preschool children, VTech which is the maker of many, many children's educational toys, yeah. was hacked recently. Yeah. Wow. And hacked ten, so badly. Yes. 10 million total accounts were hacked. 6.3 million of those kids' accounts. Yep. Yeah. And the way that the, the data was leaked. So the kids' accounts only had, I believe, names, genders, and birthdays listed, but – if you could match up the parent, the kid account to a parent account, the parents' accounts had everything from passwords to email addresses to home addresses, and it was not well. I mean, it was encrypted, but not well enough. Yes. It's an e- oh totally God, easy Simone. hack to do. Home addresses, yes. yes. So full names and home addresses. Oh, that's for terrible. Six it is terrible. Kids. Birthdays are pretty bad too on their own because a yeah. lot of companies will use that as the only security question. Like yeah. if you're getting a prescription yeah. or something, that's all they need. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. company made sure to emphasize, you know, no credit cards were stolen. No credit card numbers were stolen. No social security numbers were stolen. But like uh, Motherboard pointed out, like it doesn't matter when it comes to kids' personal information. Yes. You would rather have a credit card number stolen and get a new credit card than have your kid's yes. home address floating around outside. Yes. So the hacker who did this, um, he says uh, Motherboard actually talked with him. He's not going to leak the information. It, he's just going to keep it. He has 190 gigabytes of photos of children that oh, were sent Jesus to parents Christ. through the app, messages that were exchanged between kids and parents through the app, and audio recordings as well. So it, it's it's really bad. Like everything yes. is really bad. Uh, he's not going to do anything with it. Um, but the point is like he that says. information – He says. Yeah, sure. I mean he, he had the whole like press news story about it like – so I, I I think he's you know he's Why a thief did... who stole information, but I I don't think he's going to do anything with it. But the point is, if that one person could do it, we don't know how many other people could have done it. The information might already have been out there. Um, yeah. It could be out there again because the company did not find out that they were hacked until it's roughly like a week days, or more. Right? Yeah, yeah, after. Um, the hack was perpetrated. So why did so. he do it? Just to prove that he could? <laughs> I don't know why hackers do that's anything. What, that's <laughs> what lots of hackers do, yeah. actually. They just use it as a challenge. It's almost like a game to them. Yeah. It's like, can yeah. I get into well, this? Well, companies will hire bug hunters or uh, for, for a bounty to try to hack their software on purpose so that they can build up safety and security guards. This mm, was not yeah. what happened here. VTech should have done that. <laughs> yes. VTech be... should have done a lot more yes. Than, they, yes. than they did. And I think it's particularly sad because a lot of parents buy products that are specifically for kids like VTech um, and like LeapFrog and that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. they have the perception that they're safer and more private. Yeah. So when something like this happens, it's um, really too bad. We have LeapFrog toys for Anna, but none of them connect to the internet. And as soon as I heard about this, (laughs) I was like logging onto my account and I hadn't saved anything 
Yeah. Uh, and it didn't have anything about Anna, really. Because the only time I've ever used it is to customize – we call it her bedtime dog because it's sort of her lovey at bedtime. And it'll say her name and her favorite color and things. And Aww. Yeah. I customized it before she was born. So it's a little out of date now. <laughs> um, you just guessed her favorite color? She seems yeah. like she'll be into purple. I don't know. No, actually, it was black. <laughs> it was black. Black. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's not her favorite color anymore. Sorry, Anna. What, yeah. what is it, Nicole? Red. Red. Oh, cool. Red. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Thank God it's not pink. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. Um, okay. In other news, PS4 is going to begin streaming to Mac and what else is PC. it? PC and Mac. So Yay. they're trying to do the Xbox One thing. Yeah, yeah. So this announcement didn't come out during an event or press conference. It was tweeted by the president of Sony Entertainment. Um and a lot of people are speculating it was tweeted in response to uh, a sort of a legal program that came out recently that you pay about 10 bucks and you can stream to your PC or Mac. Somebody came up with this on their own. But obviously it's not officially <laughs> sanctioned. And then shortly after it was released, uh, this tweet came out saying, like, we're working on it too. So yeah. I think that was a great way to maybe stop some people from downloading the illegal one and waiting for the official thing to come out. But it, it, there's, we don't have a lot of details. There's no release date. We don't know if you have to be on the same Wi-Fi network or how that will work. But it's mm-hmm. really exciting. I hope that this is I think it's happening. going to be the same as remote play between the, the Vita and your TV, which I believe works over Wi-Fi. And with that, you can just you can play a game on your Vita but have it be on the TV. Um yeah. So, as a PlayStation 4 and Macintosh user myself, I often feel <laughs> left out from the Windows 10 party. So, <laughs> take that, Microsoft. <laughs> uh, yes, but no release day. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. It's just like a tweet. They're not even uh, I mean, you could call it an official announcement because Shuhei Yoshida is in such a high position, but it was literally a tweet. So yeah, yeah. But I am I'm excited. I think it's it's obviously a good idea because I mean, so many we rely so much on interconnectivity between devices these days. Um, getting the PlayStation Four to work on PC is going to be a huge part of that. I think. Yeah, I just wonder how how much Windows Ten is going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see about that. So, in other news, um, that's probably interesting to me and nobody else. Or well, Steve Lubitz. Steve Lubitz, this will be interesting ah. to him um, if he doesn't know about it already. So, Hearthstone, uh, first uh, season for the next World Championship, just got started last week in, uh, I, th- I believe it was, it was Sweden, um, at this event. And so, during one of the matches, uh, about midway through, one of the competitors like kind of throws his arms up in the air like what the heck and like he throws his headphones off his head and uh the commentators really didn't know what was happening at that point and they speculated that he had misinterpreted what was going on in the game and was just mad at having been beaten because of it which seems like kind of a dumb thing for a professional game player to just like yeah. a three-year-old and yeah. throw a tantrum. Um, so it was pretty much came out later that it was a disconnect. His game 
Mm -hmm. It just lost. Um, But there's still conspiracy theories out there because the person he was playing against ended up losing not only that match, but every single thing. So he got kicked out completely. Did they have to restart the match after that? They restart the game. Why was it a a controversy? Because can't people like see the screen when they're they're playing? Like wouldn't you be able to tell if somebody had dropped out? Well, you don't see the player's screens on the big screen that's projected. You see both of the hands. You don't see their screens. You see them sitting, looking pensively at computers, but <laughs> you don't see their screens. So, but apparently somebody got a shot sh- sort of over the shoulder where you can sort of see the disconnect thing, um, but not not All sure. Right. So, you know how gamers can be about their <laughs> so conspiracy dramatic. theories. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny, though, because it's like... This just got started. The World Series just got started. And here we go. Already controversy. I feel like you'd be able to tell if someone, like, faked a disconnect on their device, like, in front of a huge crowd. Yeah. Like I said, though, <laughs> yeah. the crowd doesn't see yeah. the screens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's fun. I, I find that pretty funny. Um, and probably nobody else does, but whatever. <laughs> so one thing that is kind of cool, Metal Gear Solid Five, um, the Phantom Pain, they're doing this really cool thing in this in this um, expansion where you want they're trying to get everybody in the same on the same server to disarm their nuclear weapons, and if they do that, they unlock a secret a secret special event mm-hmm. within the game. Do we know what this? Secret event? It we don't no. know. It's secret. It's secret. Well, someone's gonna spill the beans eventually. I guess yeah. no one has disarmed all their nukes yet, right? I guess not. I'm, everybody on the same server has to do yeah. it. So, like, if this is like anything like real life, and you have some people who stubbornly <laughs> will not get rid of their nukes, then you're gonna have a problem unlocking the secret <laughs> event. So, but I think it's a really cool thing for yeah. a game to promote that. Um, I don't know anything about Metal Gear, but apparently, like. Um, you know, disarmament and peace and everything mm-hmm. are uh, themes throughout those games. Yeah. So I hope if they actually accomplish that, that there's something pretty big. <laughs> I hope so too. Yes. You know, and it's just not like a dove or something. <laughs> you get a pet bird from Mother Base. <laughs> yes. It just follows you around for the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um, no, last time I checked, uh, Xbox 360 was winning the disarmament. I think they had like 85 or 95 nukes left active and Steam was losing. They still had like 1,500. So get on it, PC gamers. Those Steam users, they love their nukes. (laughs) Um, Can't blame them. uh, Another very timely news. There's going to be a Mario Kart tournament on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be on Disney XD, uh, and they've experimented a little bit with gaming on television already. They aired a one-hour special about the um, Nintendo World Championships that happened uh, at E3 in June. The special aired in October, though. Um, And, yeah, it's really exciting. I guess these television studios are interested in what kids are interested in, naturally, which is... Wow. Wow. (laughs) No, it's just smart. You know, Uh, Let's Plays and gamers on YouTube are so popular with kids. I mean, like, Simone and I, we got to go to the uh, um, Minecraft event, and we met Captain Sparkles. Well, you met Captain (laughs) Sparkles. I stood there. You you watched me meeting Captain (laughs) Sparkles and, like, 
the line of children dumb. who were like crying over these YouTube stars and like it was begging adorable. Them. It was incredible. I like these these YouTube celebrities are really really popular with kids, and so Disney's bringing some of them into TV, and they're gonna pick eight lucky Mario Kart players to play with them and mm-hmm. have a tournament on television. Oh, what a great! I idea. think they already have picked them, and they're gonna be in teams of two, and each team is going to be trained by uh, one of the YouTube mm. celebrities that they've chosen. Cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Kind of like The Voice or something like that. Basically. Right? The voice for Mario Kart. (laughs) It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I think that's happening this Friday. Yeah, this week on Disney XD. Yeah, which Disney XD, they they seem like a channel that they're all up on the the new stuff because that's where Yokai Watch. Mm. Is airing as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, Gravity so. Falls was on Disney XD. They also they have Ford a ended. they have a show called The Gamer's Guide to Almost Everything. There too, which had a hilarious description on IMDb, which was teenage professional gamer has to go to high school for the first time after a debilitating thumb injury. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so, yes. <laughs> so they've been up, they've been up on gaming relate. culture. <laughs> yes, and now I'm I'm interested to see how this turns out for them and if they continue to do gaming stuff like how much of mm-hmm. the gaming pop uh, YouTube on gaming stuff is happening because of YouTube and how much of it is happening because of the gaming and will yeah. kids does that mean that they prefer to watch content on the internet or that they're just more interested in the gaming content itself and I don't know it's sort of an interesting the, the tone of it is so important I think I, I think it was uh, the president of Disney XD who was talking about this how they wanted it to be honest and I feel like so much uh, so much of how television and film portrays gaming is based on this archaic image of like extreme 90s culture almost where they try to make it too cool and too edgy whereas like if you watch these like youtube people like you watch pewdiepie you watch captain sparkles they're just really relatable charismatic people who are funny and kind of dorky and like you feel like you're just watching your friend chilling hanging out playing games chilling chilling is a terrible extreme 90s (laughs) word that i just used don't be like me (laughs) television executives learn from my mistakes so many kinds of people play video games that trying to caricaturize them is is sort of off-putting i think yeah trying to make it like it's like they try to make it cool because they're not cognizant of the fact that you know what is it ninety percent of teens do it. It's not. It doesn't need to be cool. It's mainstream now. Yeah. It's not an extreme hobby. So yeah, hopefully yeah. they'll they'll catch on to that tonal shift yeah. that's happened. Those executives, though, typically not all of them. <laughs> typically, you don't want to insult our big TV executive audience. Yeah, is that they're. Hey, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, but they tend to be older. Mostly white gentlemen, mm-hmm. um, very sheltered and very much thinking that the games are for the kids. <laughs> this is also uh, – this event is good news for parents whose kids are really into watching Let's Players on YouTube because yeah. uh, a lot of Let's Players are profane and don't, are not cognizant of the fact that they're um, broadcasting largely to kids. Many of them are not profane. There's lots of great, clean YouTube Let's Players mm-hmm. out there. But, you know, when you watch it on Disney, you know it's going to be family-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in other Nintendo news, the Nintendo accounts have launched in Japan. What are the Nintendo accounts? Uh, so Nintendo accounts was announced in October alongside my Nintendo and Miitomo. Um, and Nintendo accounts is going to be kind of like the Nintendo network ID, which is what connects. It's like your account on your console. But the Nintendo account is going to be a little bit better because it will have more connectedness with PC and smartphones. You'll be able to create an account through social media. 
Um, and eventually you'll be able to connect to other social experiences like going to retail stores, going to theme parks. We know a Nintendo theme park is coming. And also going to movie theaters. There's like a an icon of like a, a movie camera, like projector and we've been promised movie theaters and Nintendo. Like, what does it mean? Do we get a Nintendo movie? I would like it. Please, thank you. Um, so that's exciting. Tell them what movie well, you really want to see, Courtney. It, it, Super Mario Brothers Two. No, oh, I, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I would like it well, so. you know, I, I hate to like burst your bubble here, but um, before the Good Dinosaur, which we went to see this weekend, there were like Nintendo ads. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, here's what we got for this holiday season. You yeah. should pick up these games. So. I've seen those before. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, there was also an interview with Miyamoto where he talked about the fact that they were looking into it. So, hmm. <laughs> but we'll anyway, see. back to Nintendo accounts. Um, basically, it will connect you to all of your consoles. Now, for the first time, you'll be able to buy a game from your smartphone online on the Nintendo eShop, and it will start downloading automatically back home on your console, which is smart and obvious. Yes. Uh, and they're also getting ready to introduce cloud saves for the first time, which is going to be awesome. So if your console, you know, bursts into flames or gets, you know. As far- you know, they're accustomed to do. Yeah. 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 You know, all that stuff that you won't lose all of your data, which is great. Um, and, you know, sh- we've been able to do this for many years, Nintendo, what took you so long? <laughs> it's also, it's also going to connect with my Nintendo, which is like is the new loyalty program that is not coming out until next March. And my Nintendo will basically give you points for buying games, and you can use those to get free stuff. Um, and, and that replaced, was it called Club? Yeah, Club Nintendo is yeah. the, the old one that uh, closed down last summer. And Club Nintendo I got was a okay. really cool um, DS. Uh, carrying case, an Animal Crossing carrying case. Yeah, they would from Club s- Nintendo. They send you physical gifts with free yeah. shipping. It's pretty neat. It uh, is neat. And my Nintendo's going to do that as well. Cool. Hopefully, it will be a little more technologically advanced, though. Club Nintendo, <laughs> I occasionally would get a little frustrated with its UI, but you know, it was good for what it was. Um, so my Nintendo's going to come out, and then Mitomo is the first app that Nintendo's releasing, which will come out alongside my Nintendo in March. Uh, and it's really kind of a social experience. So all three of these things are sort of the Nintendo is going in a direction that is going to be more social and will be expanding its IP in more directions outside of video games and Nintendo consoles, which mm-hmm. I think is smart, um, especially the social stuff. Like I know so many people who play Nintendo games, but I think I have two or three Nintendo <laughs> friends in my account because yeah. I just I don't really no see point. the point. So I'm glad that they're going to be giving me a reason to try to go out and socialize with that. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. It's, just, it's so much stuff that it's just like it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. So much stuff that should have been there a while ago, but I'm glad that they are. They're implementing it now. Yeah, integrating accounts into existing social media accounts is really smart as well because, you know, every time you add a new social media experience to your your brain load. That's a lot of extra work and things to check up on. Yeah, so yeah. you want to try to create a streamlined experience <laughs> for the user. Yes. And also movies. Nintendo, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, this is very much less family friendly, but I added it to our news because I have uh, – an anecdote. So, Dead Uh-oh. or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> if you have seen these games, you will know that they are not very family-friendly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's basically uh, women uh, scantily clothed and 
playing volleyball on the beach, uh, made obviously by the people who make Dead or Alive. With water balloon bosoms. Yes. Yeah. And, and transparent bikinis even, I guess. Yeah. Sorry um, if we're not going to be very fair to this game. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the funny things about that too is like there was an interview done with the creator. I, it was a long time ago uh, where he said like he saw these girls as his daughters. Oh. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have a messed up relationship with your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but the reason that I brought it up is because the, my first experience with this game was when the first one came out. I believe it was in 2002 or 2003. I was working at a magazine called Game Now as an art uh, director. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all the graphic design. And I got assigned this two-page spread to make of the pictures from the Extreme Beach Volleyball. And I'm like, okay. So I made a beach in an ocean with like a nice foamy wave. And I just have to say my beach looked awesome. <laughs> Nobody probably saw my beach. But my they beach were looking looked at the awesome. Boobs. I'm sure yeah. someone saw your beach. I'm sure it was very nice. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> There's a pun here that I'm not going to make because it's not appropriate. Thank you, Simone. Uh, You're welcome. All right, whatever. Anyway, the drama. <laughs> Tell us about the drama. Do you still have pictures of the beach, Nicole? I don't. You know, it's funny. <laughs> That, like, you you never assume that this stuff is going to go away. Yeah. And so back in 2003, this was still the thing where it's like, magazines, yeah, they're going to be around for a while. Yeah. And then, no. So, um, so yeah, I, I clipped a bunch of my hard copy articles and whatnot to oh put my into a portfolio. But now no one will look at a printed portfolio yeah, for well. – most anything. Now you have Pixelkin, so. <laughs> yeah, which is not a printed portfolio. Although, you know, digital portfolios can can um, backfire on you too because mm. I had some great articles that I posted for a site called Green Pixels, which that IGN did. Um, yeah, those are gone, gone now. The links are gone. So those oh, no. are – they're probably out in the ether somewhere, but I can't get to them. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Ugh. You need to hire that VTech hacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help me. Yeah. You're my only hope. <laughs> Don't trust the cloud. That's <laughs> my, my yeah. message to youngins. Yeah. Um, so if you weren't out shopping for your PS4 on Black Friday, that's okay. Because the sales Are we actually going to mention what the Dead or Alive controversy was? Because we didn't. Oh, right. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We so, talked about your, your beautiful magazine my, spread. Yes. That was the important part anyhow. So Drama. Uh, their community manager made a post on their Facebook page, which could be interpreted as censorship and the reason why it was not – this game is not coming yeah. to the United States. Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball 3. Yes. So uh, – and so, yeah, they're talking about it's being censored. It's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then um, – Koei, Koei Tecmo, I believe, is the company mm-hmm. that makes yeah. this, uh, put out an official statement that, like, this is his personal opinion, even though he's posting as the company on their official Facebook page. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I wonder if he still has yeah. his job. Yeah, that's they, a good question. It, it was kind of convoluted, but um, I think, Simone, you explained it. They were afraid of the big bad feminists in the U.S. That was basically, basically right? but that's, like, not even – it's a ridiculous reason for a game not to be localized. Like what he said was, oh, there's been so much talk about how women are portrayed in video games. We're not localizing Dead or Alive 3 or Stream Volleyball 3. <laughs> These game names. Um, so 
a lot of people were like up in arms about that, but at the same time, like, what what does that have to do with localizing a game? What does that have to do with the the full like effort of translating a game, of marketing right. a game in another country, of all the stuff that goes into that for a series that hasn't had an entry in the U.S. since 2006, I believe, is when the second game in the series came out. I don't know. I like, haven't kept track. There, I didn't so get a chance to design factors. a beach for that one. Wow. So. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> Designed that beach an eon ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Just eon. Yeah. Whatever. So basically it was people making a lot of fuss over nothing. nothing. A silly opinion that... Apparently it was not yeah. the official yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. Even though it appeared on the official Facebook page. But, you know. Yeah. Okay, so now, if you weren't out shopping Black Friday for your PS4, that's okay because the bundle sales have been extended Woo-hoo. for the next couple weeks. Ah. So these are the bundle, the bu- one bundle with Uncharted, and the other bundle is with, what's the other bundle with? Star one? Wars Battlefront. Battlefront, that's right. Is that the one, the custom PS4, or is it just a regular one? Because there was I one that had like Darth know. Vader on it that was really cool looking. Well, uh, it would be the Battlefront one if it was yeah. any other game. That would I be probably should have read that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, that wasn't clear to me. I was trying to figure that oh, out yeah? too. Hmm. So yeah, I'm not sure, but okay. yeah, yeah. So those are on sale still for a couple weeks. Um, they are both 500 gig PS4s, just so you know, which really makes the bundles unattractive to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I should be disappointed or proud in myself that I didn't spend any money on Black Friday or Cyber Monday because now I'm just like, wait, I still have to get gifts for everyone and all the sales are over. <laughs> you fought against the capitalist menace, And Courtney. procrastination won. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it win, though? Are you going to be spending way much more money on your uh, presents? We'll see. We'll see. You, you guys all like Capitalism and cards, procrastination right? both yeah. won. <laughs> we'll make paintings for everyone. Right. Uh, you already know what you're getting from me for Christmas, so... I Same do. thing everyone's getting for me. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know what it is. It's a copy of Assassin's Creed <gasps> Syndicate. <laughs> you are the best coworker ever. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm only half joking. I might actually do that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking at all. <laughs> yes. This is real life. <laughs> wow. Um, we talked about this once before on the podcast, but Pikachu is coming to Build-A-Bear. We originally said he's coming to Build-A-Bear next year, but now he's not. He's coming to Build-A-Bear in this late, late December, Yay. finger quotes. It's just in time for you to stand in line for 50 hours at Build-A-Bear <laughs> to stuff a Pikachu. But thankfully, you can order him online pre-stuffed and with lots of goodies that you can't yeah. get in the store. The one that you get online comes with the Charizard hoodie, which isn't available in stores at Ooh. all, plus the Pokeball hoodie, which you can buy in stores ah. for twelve fifty. And he also comes with six sounds that he can make, uh, which is awesome. And a trading card, which also comes with the store version for free. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can get Pikachu pre-stuffed in your home. Yeah. Does he have one of the little hearts? Like that's the th- the build a bear thing is whenever you stuff a bear, you have to put a little heart in. Have you guys I ever didn't done it? See. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Not... It's part of the build a bear process. Have it's the X ray of the Pikachu. Do you can can you open them up after you buy them? Well, I mean, it's your toy. You can do whatever you want. You can throw it I off mean... a building, I guess. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're sewn closed. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's fancy. I've never done an actual build a bear, but we did like the same type of thing at mm-hmm. Atlantis um, for Anna to do. They were not. They were not sewn closed. They I, were velcroed closed. I think they're sewn. I haven't done it since. Well, then maybe you should shut your mouth, Courtney. Uh, <laughs> they still do the hearts, though. That's for real. 
that, that's no, it is for real. I they didn't you. do the hearts there, but we got a birth certificate. Oh, that's uh, cute. And yeah. Anna had to go stand up in front of this like judge <gasps> person is like <laughs> like she would say an oath like I will love and protect and he will always remind me of my time at Atlanta, like all this kind of stuff oh, she had to my repeat. Gosh. She she got confused and didn't realize that she was supposed to be repeating these things. So she would just finish the sentence when the woman said it. So. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. You, it was pretty funny. Do you not get your stuffed animal if you mess it up? Like, sorry, you didn't get your. I can't trust this to, with you. <laughs> no. You're not you're a not good gonna, parent. No, <laughs> at sorry. three years old, you're not capable of sending. She got one at 18 months too. <gasps> wow. <laughs> yeah. She could barely walk up onto the thing. A multi-bear home. Yeah. Well, it's well. the first year was a turtle. You need all different oh, kinds wow. of animals here. Um, this year she got a dog, and she bought it a doctor's outfit for no discernible reason. And then the lady who was helping us, she's like, oh, are either of you a doctor? We're like, no. no. <laughs> so, maybe she wishes we were. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. This was a complicated costume, too. It had, like, all kinds of accessories. So, oh like, gosh. you had, like... Um, what are they called? The scrubs, mm-hmm. including the little footy things. And then you had the white doctor's coat that goes above it. And you had a stethoscope. And there was a hat and also a face mask. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe that's why she liked it. it was yeah, I would have picked Maybe. all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I had no idea that all that stuff was in there because, you know, they're packaged up in these little bags. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, that was kind of, it's kind of weird. And she likes him. Cool. He has made it into her 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 bedtime uh, stuffed animals, of which she doesn't have very many. So upper, I had a upper re- crust. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, they are the upper crust. Yeah. I had a traumatic moment with my bear the other night, where my earring got stuck on it during the night, and I kind yeah. of I woke up at like three in the morning, and I couldn't. I was just attached to him, and I was like, this is the worst thing. And I was, like, trying to undo it in the middle of the night without waking up fully. And I was like, I'm trapped. I can't even turn over. This bear is stuck to my head. So how many uh, stuffed animals do you share? Uh, three at the moment and a pillow. But, you know, I think that bear probably had an evil motive. Probably. He I was mean, probably trying to go for the suffocation. He got caught in your earring. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I think about what if teddy bears didn't actually like to be touched. It would be literally the worst thing. Because they oh they have to be they don't have a choice they can't luckily like, you heard of teddy- <laughs> don't you tell me that teddy bears aren't real luckily <laughs> um, we'll never know yes no that's the worst <laughs> have you ever heard of teddy scares no there are these lines of teddy bears that are basically like zombie type things that's and the worst. like they're like you know their their owners have just neglected them and so that's why you know you have to go adopt them and that's they're so all in, sad. in various stages of you know disarray <gasps> no. and some of them have gotten so mad that they they have like had tattoos and baseball bats and all kinds of stuff with them oh, they're i have like four of them because I saw them for the first time at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. They had someone dressed up as, like, the main one. They had just released it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cute. And then we went to the booth, and they explained the premise. And I was like, oh, my God, I must have one of these. I have such a, a weak spot for stuffed animals. It's not even funny. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's one thing we have in common. Yep. One thing. The one thing. <laughs> Simone just gave me weird eyes across the room for those of you 
listening at home. And then she um, almost threw her iPhone on the floor. Right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Game Awards is something that is happening this week. What channel does that air on again? Is Spike? Is it Spike? Spike no. TV? Still? It um, used to be on Spike TV. No, it's, it's an unrelated thing. So yeah. the, the VGAs or Video Game Awards is what Spike aired for – about 10 years, and then they shut down. The last ones were in 2013. Mm. And the Game Awards are created by someone who used to work at the VGAs, but they're not associated with Spike as far as I know. All right. Good yeah. to know. So It might but just be online. I'm actually not sure. Yeah, they're yes. doing um, live streaming on pretty much every internet thing you can think of, Twitch <laughs> and YouTube. And then you can also watch through your PlayStation or Xbox, I think. Yes. So this it's is free. happening. Is it is it Thursday night or Friday night? Thursday, Thursday December third. Thanks for doing the so, groundwork there, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> so probably when you're listening to this podcast, it is tonight when you will want to hey. go check out the Game Awards. Um, but Facebook has teased that they will be making a large announcement at the Game Awards, and since oh. it's Facebook, we can only assume that it has to do with the Oculus. And so we were debating upstairs in our office what this announcement might be and there's some safe guesses I yeah think. yeah three pretty th- good theories uh release date mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. or major gaming franchise coming mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. maybe all three i'm also really maybe i'm really curious to know if it will only be on the windows 10 or if you'll be able to use it with other consoles like the mac i mean it, it's usable the dk2 is um compatible with Mac through Steam right now, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't imagine that they would mess that up. I just but. I remember that Oculus had that big presentation before E3 yeah. with Microsoft, and they were talking about yeah. um, how you could use Xbox One controllers with the Oculus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's more like Xbox is coming to Oculus rather than Oculus is coming to, to Xbox or Windows 10, as it were. Like, they want you to be able to, to use Windows... With your Oculus headset, I, I doubt that it would be um, exclusive um, in the other direction. Maybe they'll just release more awesome photos of Palmer Lucky on the beach. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they – I don't know. If they spoof that, it might be a little too on the nose. <laughs> if there was a big game announcement, you guys, is there any speculation about what that would be for uh, Oculus? Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking of something, and now I now it's totally out of my brain. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I, okay, I was thinking about that. But <laughs> well, I, I, I think you not. It's, it's pretty safe to say that it would be a first-person game, so a shooter or Though other type say, of first-person. Uh, I have played a third-person game on Oculus when I played Lucky's Tale at PAX, and it worked really well. Uh, I was, like, floating along behind Lucky, and I found it incredibly not disorienting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Although... You know, I think we see some really innovative things mm-hmm. at PAX. And this, I think, if it's a major gaming franchise, I don't think it's going to be quite so yeah, innovative or creative, unfortunately. Wow. So <laughs> my guess would Brutal. be Call of Duty would be the yeah. first one that yeah, would come to mind. With Microsoft, though? or No, it's Facebook that's doing the announcement. It's Oculus, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it could be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, if if they're really going for it's Microsoft. Farmville. Farmville. Zelda. <laughs> it's not yeah, Zelda. There we go. <laughs> Zelda for the Rift. If oh, they man. are really going for Microsoft, obviously Halo would be mm-hmm. like the only choice. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. I'm thinking, you know, it'll be a third party. That's what I think. If, you know, that well, like you were saying, Simone, you didn't think it was going to be um, mm-hmm. Windows exclusive. But if it is, then if they announce Halo, then 
you know, that's the other big announcement. Oh, by the way. The world will end. We are Windows exclusive. <laughs> Everyone will be so excited. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I was watching that show Shark Tank last night. Yeah. Have you seen that show where yeah. they, they judge new businesses? And there was a product on there that has a successful Kickstarter. And it's a, kind of a treadmill thing you stand on. And you're actually kind of strapped into it. Mm-hmm. And you wear the Oculus headset and you carry a gun and you run on this thing. That makes me think of, like, didn't original VR headsets from, like, the 80s sometimes have, like, standing trackpads? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm mostly just thinking of this episode of Community. I'm this sorry. Go like on, it Linda. Actually, <laughs> it, it looked like it would actually work. Like, like um, you know, the Kickstarter was successful. This guy was running full out with this gun immersed in this, you know, VR Spooky. game. Yeah. It was it, oh, was. it creeps me out. <laughs> it looked really weird, and I'll tell you something: the sharks had no interest. They had no concept. They had no idea that this could be cool. Yeah. Which did I they found try? A little frustrating. One guy tried it, but he just kind of stumbled and fell down because he couldn't <laughs> do it right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, they're just the wrong yeah, generation. Yeah. That reminded mm-hmm. me. I saw a bunch of kids at Atlantis running around on these like skateboard type things. Yeah, those that, hovercraft things. Yeah, yeah, the hovercraft type things with the little balls on them. Yeah. And like it was like all kids from the same family. So it was like five kids and each of them had their thing. It's like these people were just showing off. But um but yeah we were watching them like run yeah. around and I was telling Isaac I'm like, I don't know how, how do you keep your balance on that thing? And he's like, well maybe it balances for you. The daily like a show, segue. Yeah, actually yeah. had a had a special on that last night um, talking about hoverboards and Jessica, God, I don't remember her last name right now. Williams? Williams. I just want to say Jessica Jones. I know. (laughs) Jessica Williams was talking about how disappointed she was that they didn't actually hover. Yeah. Yeah. How do they work? I think they're little balls on the on the uh, bottom of them. They're like segways, but without the the thing. Yeah, they're motorized. I object. I don't know. They look kind of fun. I would try. They light up in different colors. I mean, I'm sure I would look like a huge idiot going down the street on one, you but I would try. Worry about that. That's not going to change, Courtney. Oh, oh thanks. Love would, you. Thanks, friend. It would show off your wealth to everybody. That's it, true. it is something. Just that, like yeah. David Beckham. Yeah, they're kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah that's why I was bucks. like, yeah. there are five kids with these things, and mm. I see two adults with them. So yeah. that is kind of, I will wow. say, yeah. after the Segway came out, like, the, the immediate backlash was like, that looks really stupid and overpriced. And you'd see, like, the tourist groups on the Segways. But one of the, <laughs> the very first Segway I ever saw was uh, a family friend of ours who had a physical disability oh, yeah. was using one. And yeah. it dramatically improved her quality of life. So that was That's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really cool. cool. Um, so other VR stuff, this is going to be our, our topic for the small amount of time we have left. Um, so Amazon actually filed and won patents for a number of different VR-related things in which they could mount cameras all over a room and <laughs> just make things appear on your walls Turn or it into everywhere. AR yeah, it actually sounded kind of kind of weird. <laughs> like they said, like, oh, if you want to read, you can hold – You instead of holding a book, you hold a piece of paper and the words would be projected onto it for you. And I was like, that's just really weird. So yeah. the idea is kind of just like they would track everyone's motion and then have millions of little projectors around your house. Basically, yeah. yeah. So I guess you can't have wallpaper then, like flowery wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how – well, obviously, too, this is just a patent. That doesn't mean they're actually mm-hmm. going to do anything with this technology. Mm-hmm. And actually it was a little interesting to me because some of the patent that they got sounded a lot like Connect, because it said like 
it would see person a people in the room. It would recognize their face um, to know who it mm-hmm. was, and they could also use hand gestures to <laughs> to mm-hmm. navigate. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like Connect. It like, also mentioned echolocation. Which echolocation is awesome. Yeah. That's what dolphins use. <laughs> and bats. And bats. Amazon's going to fill your home with bats. <gasps> I learned. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about echolocation after seeing oh, dolphins wow. in at your age? <laughs> yes. But it was really cool. This wasn't this year that we did the dolphins. It was a previous year. And the guy was like, you know, the dolphin wasn't cooperating, so we didn't really get to pet it much. Um, but he's like, you stick your, stick your ear in the water and you can hear what's going on, you know. And we did and you could hear it. It was really, oh, really that's cool. So cool. Yeah, it was like a, like a clicking type nice. thing. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. But yeah, this thing's going to use echolocation, which is... Bizarre. Well, it is bizarre. I think it'd be cool to have like a unicorn instead of a refrigerator. You'd open it up, <laughs> just like open up the unicorn's mouth. And yeah. It. That's what I'd use it for. Or oh, other parts I of the unicorn. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unicorn refrigerators. That would be oh, great. Oh, my God. No, I just, I just had the horrible. No, no. <laughs> I, I think maybe we had the same thing, but yeah. yeah. That's all the creepy stuff you could do to somebody, though. If you hacked into their house, you make it look like there <laughs> yeah. was like a stranger walking through their living room or something. Oh my oh, gosh, ghosts! Could. You could have a ghost story <laughs> where you don't know if it's the AR or the ghost. Oh, that's like, really so ghosts. cool. Ghosts, horror horror movies have are going to be really cool. Have in you the guys ever heard of an escape room? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I we talked one. about that. My apparently my cousin's husband owns an escape room in San Francisco at the Palace yeah. of Fine Arts. And that like, is the escape room that we talked about. Yeah, I have. I could get it for free because I'm family. Uh, please, that's my cousin. Up. Yeah. Oh, what? Wow. what? I learned this over Thanksgiving. <laughs> you I didn't have become know, more I'm valuable a, to me than you. I'm a that bad means, family member. It's been open for like a year, and, and I didn't that know. Me, well, that also means that you haven't been listening to the podcast, Courtney. What? No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. He's my cousin's husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just skip over the not listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, it's not important. <laughs> I listen to you guys talk all day, every day. So. That's true. Oh. And, you yeah. know, Courtney has to deal with me five days a week, Nicole. I know you're only here three days, so you, she gets yeah. the full brunt of this. What's That's going true. on over Although here? you did send me an email at 1 a.m. the other night. When am I not sending emails at 1 a.m.? <laughs> Asking me for a soft PR representative. I'm like... I don't think straight at 1 a.m., Nicole. At least you told me it was 1 a.m., and at least I didn't have my phone near yeah. me, so it didn't wake me up. Well... All bets are off when it comes to Ubisoft and Simone. (laughs) Say that. Don't you have timestamps? I wouldn't need. Did I tell you it was one a.m. or did? Yes. Oh wow! Your email said "Welcome to one a.m." Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember doing that at all. I I have proof. Uh. (laughs) Um. So yeah. So some of the other uh, VR slash AR things, obviously Hololens is coming out at some time and they just launched this cool website where you can submit an idea that would work with HoloLens, which is super cool. Uh, anybody can submit an idea and um, you can go on and see what ideas have been proposed and you can vote on them and all this kind of stuff. And So my unicorn refrigerator. Yes, you could. <laughs> I could. I could put that on Linda, yes, you, you are making a huge mistake. You have to think big. <laughs> Turn all the furniture into unicorns. 100% oh. unicorns. Yes. Well, no, Frankly, as, as a venture capitalist, I would be disappointed by the limits on what? your vision. I would like to <laughs> transform <laughs> my house into an a elven glass. 
Glen. Just oh my god, that'd yeah. be so good. I want an Elven Glen full of elves, specifically Legolas. Just lots just of that, like twelve Legolases. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really kind of creepy. I'd be a little creeped out. Uh, I'd try it, but you know, just for like half hour. I don't know. That sounds like a dream that fifteen-year-old Simone would have. <laughs> Or yours now. Maybe 25-year-old yeah. Simone. I don't know. I'm not going to make promises. Yeah. I'm not um, going to deny anything either. So these um, ideas, I went on there um, today. I did not submit an idea, but I took a peek at some of the ideas that have been submitted. So the gay-related ones, like the most popular one, which I think is kind of lame, is a League of Legends match viewer. Ha! So that you could see, like if you're watching a League of Legends map, you could see like the whole thing going on rather than having to watch like multiple streams from different <sighs> areas oh that would actually be really interesting sorry (laughs) but i mean if you're one of the millions of people who's into league of legends i guess that would be interesting yeah (laughs) but i'm not one of those i'm like what so the second one is a real world cortana where you could talk to her and interact with her just like you can in halo the naked one she's not naked she's She's not a real yeah she's an ai she's not real but anyhow (laughs) Yes, the thought is it would be the Cortana from Halo, and I think we can all know why that one is so popular. But the one that was on there that I I, I favorited because this thing needs to get more love mm-hmm. is um, board games, holograph board games, like in Star Wars. You remember when C-3PO and Chewie are playing the little game and Han Solo says, let, let the, the Wookiee Wookie win? win. That's so cool. That should be it. I'm sorry. Could you that should be it. How much space you could save by having board games like in your HoloLens instead of on your shelves? Yes. <laughs> I know people who need this. Yeah, and how wonderful. This could save lives. Wonderful board games. Like I just, you know, yeah. all the pieces, and you know, you don't want to deal with all that, and it would just oh make things God. so easier. Risk would get so much more interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now I want. I want. Have you guys played Betrayal at House on the Hill? I started to play with you. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, so in that game, it's basically like a haunted house game, and you start off with just like a hallway, and you flip over room tiles and open new rooms. Imagine having that in not AR but VR where you're like – randomly it's randomly generating rooms that you can end up in that oh, would that, be so creepy that would and be awesome super cool that game was really fun you're, I love you're that basically game. like exploring this house and uncovering mm-hmm. ancient curses and stuff it was very cool mm-hmm. awesome it would be awful but cool so <laughs> this whole ar vr thing is very interesting and maybe coming to a head very soon hopefully these yeah. things are ahead everything I didn't wow. do that on purpose, honestly. Own it. Um, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Um, so so let's uh, really briefly go around and talk about what we're playing. I'm going to start because I've only been playing one thing, and that is Hearthstone. <laughs> and that is because I can't really play Tomb Raider in front of my daughter, even though I'm just doing challenge tombs. And I wanted to play some of it over the weekend when my mother-in-law was here, but my husband said he would really prefer if I didn't. <laughs> So I honored his request. and that's nice. Yeah, and then, like, there was some time when I would have had the chance to play it. I went into his office, and he was playing Fallout. (gasps) How dare he? Console hog. He's being a console hog. Rude. Because he he plays, like, I go to bed, like, way earlier than he does. So he plays every night. I don't have time to play. You have to give me any opportunity I can have to play. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so so I'm just Hearthstone, and Steve Lubitz actually introduced me. He's totally more geeky on this game than I am now. He introduced me to this website that will help you 
um, make the right deck in the arena based on the cards that you're given oh, and who your awesome. hero is. I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> he posted on Twitter, he's like, got nine arena wins. And I'm like, wow, I've only gotten five. And he's like, have you heard of this website? And I'm like, no, this is not a thing that I knew exists. What's and the website? It's uh, Hearth Arena. Oh, okay. Arena. I think it's .com. It might be .net. Um, but I'm like, you know, this officially makes you more more geeky than I am. And then once you have the, have the deck, you have to figure out the right strategy for it, right? Yeah, because the arena, you know, is that terrible – I think I've talked on here before where you pick your hero. You have three choices. You pick your hero. And then you have a succession of three card choices of which you pick one. So, you know, you're just kind of building your deck off the fly and – you know, you could pick one card thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll get this other card and be super awesome. And you don't get the <laughs> other card. And it's, yeah. So the arena is a nightmare, a nightmare. typically for me. So, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Courtney, how about you? Uh, I finally finished Tales from the Borderlands and it was so good. Aww. I love it so much. I like as soon as I finished it, I just wanted to and did actually just start over immediately because <gasps> oh I want to see what changes when I make different decisions. And it was so exciting and so satisfying and so funny and definitely rated M, but awesome. And it's in episodes, and the episodes are totally manageable time chunks, and mm-hmm. it's great. And everyone over the age of 17 should play it. <laughs> I really need to kick Emmett out of the house or lock him in his room or something because I was in the middle of episode five, and this is why you finished it before me. I resent you for it. But um, Uh I I was in the middle of episode five, and we got to this really, like, a reveal, which you you could probably imagine what the reveal might be. And he starts to come out of his room, and I'm like, I paused that game so fast I hurt my hand because it was on like, <laughs> the most spoilery image that you could possibly imagine. And I'm like, can you go back in there for, like – 15 minutes and he's like okay <laughs> i got to a point where i could save and then quit and i was like i, I bit <laughs> you, you <laughs> hurt your hand under a button where your thumb probably is anyhow or at least very yeah. close to it, it had to move up it had to stretch you had this to, is, oh, I was this gonna... is how Simone wound up on the Disney XD TV show, The Gamers <laughs> and Bikes. <laughs> I, mean, like, I am the gamer with the thumb injury. It's yeah. me. I guess. I'm like, the stick is right here, and then the button is right <laughs> there. Like, it's not very far. Well, maybe you, <laughs> you just don't move as strenuously as I do. Maybe you, you've optimized this, your hand motion. Since getting... this controller is supposedly so much more ergonomical it is, than an Xbox controller. <laughs> Unless your roommate walks in on you and it was the most spoilery moment of Tales from the Borderlands. I will say I regret playing it on my Mac. Oh, yeah. The hitting Q over and over and over again and then you like yeah. switch. I, this just was not super Are you going to play it again on PS4? Um, I'd have to buy it again. <gasps> so, But I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I say not having finished it. Yeah. Ignorant as I am. So it I'm going to I'm going to take a guess here. Yes. But you've both been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yes, still. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of marathoned over the weekend. You my, had like an episode. <laughs> well, my, I did. My lovely husband, Eric, went on a boating trip, which I fortunately did not go on. And um, I stayed home and I never went out of the house on Saturday. I played Assassin's Creed <laughs> Syndicate all day. It's the point where my thumbs were hurting from killing so many people. And I basically – I. I conquered um, almost all of London. Mm-hmm. So I got to the point where it's a little bit repetitive in terms of like, you know, either bounty hunts or, mm-hmm. you know, clearing out the... And you're skipping story missions to I do, was conquer skipping, the boroughs. I was skipping story missions to conquer the boroughs because I get a little frustrated if I'm 
not like <laughs> overpowered <laughs> when I go do it's the story true. missions. So I get totally overpowered, and then I go do the story missions, and and um, yeah, it makes it easier to enjoy yeah. the story that way. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I've yeah. been having like the reverse situation because I I finished the game, um, and now I'm kind of mopping up the city and reconquering, not reconquering, but conquering in the first place a lot of the neighborhoods. And there's a lot of fight clubs that I haven't done. And you can go into the fight club and it's like this fighting ring and just beat people up in rounds and you get money for it. I didn't do that all throughout the story mode because I was trying to finish it for the review. And now I'm going back to these level two fight clubs as a level 10 character. And it's just like, press a button and you watch Evie do this fantastic, like complex, beautiful fighting move and break a 10 dude's arms. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. It's cathartic. I love it. I'm, you know, I'm rich. I'm I really like that. I really like that mm-hmm. about Evie too. When the, she goes in those fight clubs and those gigantic <laughs> bald guys comes out and she just beats the heck out of them. It's so. It's pretty. Emmett fun. and I were talking about this because he has. He is not a huge fan of violent games. Like even in Assassin's Creed Two, he was a little uncomfortable at times with the violence. He was really uncomfortable yeah, with the melee gets... kills in Infinite, but with with Syndicate, we're both sitting there like laughing as we watch Evie and Jacob beat the absolute crap out of Guy, like breaking arms, breaking legs, bending limbs like pretzels. <laughs> it's an exaggeration, but almost not. Um, and we're just like, this is so delightful. This yeah. is wonderful. I love yeah. this. It's over the top. Yeah. That's for yes. sure. It's yeah. a good time. Now you know what I did this weekend. I, I broke limbs. I wrapped men into pretzels. And then okay. I got money for it. <laughs> okay. It was a good time. So on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, again, we don't get enough questions. Send us questions. You can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and at Gaming with Moms. You can find us on Facebook, Simply Pixelkin. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please review us. That would be awesome. If you're listening to us on Overcast, please take a minute to recommend the episodes that you really like, like this one, I hope. And and you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio in your browser. And you can follow us on there so you know whenever a new episode is posted. And finally, you can check out some of our wonderful video content on YouTube at youtube.com slash pixelkinorg. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.